Hey friends, welcome to the Victor Marks Podcast with Victor Marks, founder of All Things Possible Ministries. Welcome to the show where we bring you real conversations faced with life's hard truths, stories of redemption, and the latest from the front lines. Whether you're on the road, getting your day started, or finally settling in, we've got an exciting new episode planned for you. So let's dive in to today's show. Hello, thanks for joining us again today on the Victor Marks Show. I am Victor Marks. Hey, we're so thankful for you coming alongside of us with your prayers and support. We are in a daily spiritual battle, and we covet prayers for my bride, for myself, and the entire All Things Possible ministry teams, both here in the U.S. and around the world. Now, today we're going to be bringing you a message that I gave a few weeks back from the stage at the Cross Brand Cowboy Church, located in East Texas. Some of you know where Tyler, Texas is. We had a blast. Hey, there's a lot to get to, so let's hear the message right now on this edition of The Victor Mark Show. Well, it's really great to be here. I'm so thankful for the opportunity. The first service was unreal. I mean, y'all some good people up here in this country. I can talk freely. I always do, but I never get invited back much. I got a feeling I may be invited back here. Uh, Cowboy Church is getting on in a bigger, bigger, bigger way. Which I think y'all have some lessons to be taught to the rest of our country. This is one of the last strongholds, not only in Texas, of conservative ideas as a county, but actually in the whole country. Do y'all realize that? I mean, it is important that y'all realize how essential and critical y'all are to not only the state of Texas, but to America. If there's not great examples, people will drift. If there's not a standard that's set, people will drift to whoever's loudest, to whoever's pushing the most pressure. And I'm telling y'all, this is why you have to safeguard your marriages. That's why you have to have your homes be homes that serve the Lord. And we're not talking about perfection here. We're just talking about the right direction because our country is steering off in the wrong direction. This last election, I travel all over the country and I can tell you, we found out who were real churches, who were real preachers, who were real people willing to stand for the gospel and those who weren't. And y'all are people that do. You stand uncompromising because you got a pastor like y'all do because you got a staff and and you know what the bar is set high here because it's biblical i have people that i have respected and known for decades that were quiet about the election that never said if that person gets in the office there are many babies that are going to die and ultimately isn't life worth protecting I don't know how a Christian can be quiet when it comes time for electing people who are in favor of killing a child, even full term. You see what we do. We've helped so many kids all around the world. I would be a hypocrite if I didn't stand and fight for kids in America. We do counter sex trafficking. We do counter pedophile work. That's one of the patches on my dog says pedophile hunter. (laughs) 
You can see people who see that and go, I'm going to go this way. <laughs> then you see other people that go, I like that patch. You guys, we're active with what we do all the time, protecting kids, both here in the U.S. and overseas. You know what we need most from a group like y'all? Prayer. We need people to really pray. And if you want to be serious about it, I think we have maybe at the table an email sign-up list where sign up for our email. You want to get solid news? How many of you are tired of having to whip through crazy stuff? Uh, our team, we have monster hunters. We, we have a daily intelligence brief that is free if you go get on it right now. Some of you are on it. We'll drop it in your inbox every morning. It's the best analysis of news and what's going on and you need to know of every day. And I tell you, get on that. You can do it at my website, victormarks.com forward slash brief. We have over 70,000 people on it right now. I'm telling you, communication is key when it comes time for fighting against darkness. Don't you see what they've done in our nation? Big tech, social media, they've controlled the narrative. And you have to go beyond the people and look to a higher level. It is a war between good and evil. It is a war between God's kingdom and the kingdom of darkness. And Christians, you got to wake up and believe it's real every day. If not, the enemy will use anesthesia of pleasure, of apathy, to get you to just go, well, it'll be okay as long as I got me in mind. No. Uh, I've got a friend who, uh, (laughs) I've got people ask me all the time, like I had one pastor go, hey, things are getting a little rough. I said, yep. He goes, "Uh, I got a thousand rounds. Is that enough? I said, enough for what, my friend? He goes, you know, I mean, Antifa and all them people, they, you know, they come marauding around. I, I thought, I'm ready. I said, a thousand, a thousand rounds. I said, how many you plan on killing? He goes, I don't know. Many as it takes. And this is a non-military guy who hadn't experienced uh, He's just scared. And I said, just shoot one and leave them there. They'll blow it up like a cow, start smelling, and the rest won't want to come around. <laughs> he goes, I never thought about that. I said, brother, me and my family have lived the apocalypse. We've lived the zombie attack because we lived in Iraq during ISIS fighting. Remember when ISIS was doing all the beheading on TV and we were terrified? Guess what? We advanced toward them. We went and got a safe house there. God called us to go and start helping those who've been affected most by And it got real, really fast, really fast. We've been reaching kids here in the U.S. for a long time, kids who are incarcerated, kids who are struggling, kids who have been sex trafficked. And then the Lord opened a door for us to go to Iraq when ISIS invaded, was killing and kidnapping and using girls for sex trade. It's horrible, horrible. And when I put the team together, and I, I, you know, I, I put together a very good security team because... We were on our own. Now, a lot of us are former everything from, I served in the Marine Corps, uh, actually a while back. I served under, my commander-in-chief was President Ronald Reagan. 
How's that? The, when I tell young warriors that, they're like, Ronald Reagan? I go, yeah, we were using gunpowder and, you know, flintlocks. <laughs> Roll the wagons, yeah. Charge. <laughs> but I thank God that the training I had in the Marine Corps served me well to where we deployed as a high-risk missionary team at 50 years old. How's that? Hey. That's only people in Geritol clapping. It works. Hey, 14 times overseas, over 90 missions, and to date we've helped over 43,000 kids and women. 43,000. I believe Christians of all people should be the one that runs toward the chaos, that advances toward the craziness, to bring order in the middle because God Almighty is with us. He said, if I'm with you, who can be against you? Right? Uh, greater is he that's in you than he that's in this world. And we definitely keep a worldview of the demonic over God fighting. But the Lord says, engage. Nowhere in this Bible can you show me where it says be safe. That's one of the tricks of the enemy. Hey, be safe. You, yours, that's it. Don't just, eh. And then you know what? Next thing you know, you're not only safe, you're ineffective. Because you're limiting what you feel like God will tell you to do. Some of you, it just starts with your money. You're like, I just got to, if I just keep my money and how many coffee cans do you need in the backyard full of them? It is an incredible life to live fully committed to Jesus Christ, to say, wherever you want me to go, whatever you want me to do, however you want me to live, I will live for you. You've saved me. I have eternity in mind, so let's just do it. Full throttle. And I live with a woman that lives that out. She's a full throttle. When it's our time to go to heaven, she's like, I don't want any oil in my lamp. I want it gone. And I'll prove it to you. The first team I put together, we're going to head over to Iraq. Our mission was to help 30 young ladies that had been held captive. Very high-risk mission. So I put together a bunch of former guys from Marines to SEALs to Rangers to even a Delta Force guy. And Did I say SEALs? Yeah, I had a seal. You, you got you to gotta put one seal on the team in case there's cameras or something, you know. <laughs> Photo op, get the seal. It's like, dude, why do you have flippers when we're in Iraq? You never know. Whatever. So we're prepared. We're getting ready. We're training. We're getting ready. And my wife comes up to me. She goes, honey. I've been praying, and I feel like I'm supposed to go with you. I said, no, you're not. She says, I don't know. I think the Lord told me I'm supposed to go. She said with such a confidence, it made me mad. Husbands, anybody ever got that? You know they're hearing from the Lord because they're praying and reading the Bible more than you. Don't try to pull rank on them when they're doing the daily. And you're like, well, I did go to church last Sunday. Before Easter, I doubled down. I went to your wife's got that every day. She's 
My wife said, I said, no, that, that's not going to work. Talked to the security team. I said, my wife is just talking smack. They're like, no way, boss. You cannot bring your wife on a mission. We, you know, we're going to be going. Away. What are you going to do, look for your wife? I was like, ugh. So we got fussing over it. You ever fuss in your marriage? Yeah, we got fussing. I said, okay, why in the world do you want to go? She goes, well, I know you'll find those girls. Which made me feel good. I'm like, yes, we will. <laughs> and she goes, but when you find them, you can't hug them. But I can. And they'll need hugging. I said, oh, my goodness. I looked at her and said, you, you want to risk your life just to hug girls? who've been held captive as sex slaves and abused beyond what most could even imagine. She goes, what's the worst that can happen? We die? And I was like, yes, yes, die, die, death, 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 die. You know her response? Well, then don't we win? I was like, well, you really believe this stuff. I mean, like, at a whole different level. I mean, I, I know I'm going to heaven, but I mean, I want it to be when I'm in a rocking chair, you know, blankets and beer. And a, no, I'm just, <laughs> woo, fishing. I go, wow, you, you're, you really are that committed. She goes, the number of our days are in his book. Why are we going to worry? We leave everything up to him. We just follow him. That's who I'm married to, gentlemen. That's who I'm married to. She's a woman with the attitude of, because huh. there's been some missions I, I was like, this one looks really bad. She's like, suck it up, buttercup. She's like, come back with your shield or on it. Her feeling is, honey, I would rather I'd rather be a widow than married to a coward. You follow the Lord and do what he tells you to do. Do you know what that makes me want to do? Climb mountains, swim seas, and slay the dragons all day long. Women, if you knew the influence you could have on your man, if you stopped nagging him for a second, <laughs> we are so privileged as Christians to be given directives to run in the lane each of us are. You don't have to go overseas to serve God. You can do it right here in Smith County. You can do it right there in your kitchen raising kids. You know, I had the privilege of meeting Billy Graham's wife, Ruth Graham Bell. And I never forget, my wife was back home. I was up at the training center. And I remember meeting her and I was like, oh my gosh, it's you, you know, missionary kid, brave, courageous woman, great mom. Franklin messed with her one time, so she put him in the trunk, <laughs> drove him to town. Love that woman. She knew how to parent. Her parenting advice, she said, if we trained our kids like we trained our dogs, we'd have better kids, which just means consistency, consistency, consistency not losing your temper. And I remember telling her, I said, my wife, oh my gosh, she would love to have met you, but she's she's back home. She goes, she is. I go, yeah, we just had another baby and 
She's back home. And then I said, is there any way I, you could say something to my wife? I have a video camera. She's like, well, sure. So I pulled it out, and it was a while back, so it was like, <laughs> roll it. And i never forget, she just said, Eileen, sweetie, you are doing the right thing by staying home with your kids and being a mom for them. That's what they need most. That's what you're called to do. And she honored my wife for wanting to be a mom. A mom is one of the greatest positions you could ever hold. Because if you aren't raising your kids, somebody else will. Don't think the church needs to raise them. Are you going to drop off your kids for one, two hours a week and expect them to have course corrections? Give me a break. Most youth pastors aren't even married. They got 200 kids. What are they going to do with that? The responsibility lies on us. And look, you don't even have to do parenting great. I'm not a great dad. Probably because I didn't have one. At least that's the excuse I have. But I never stopped trying. Does that make sense? I mean, I remember we were driving down the road one time. It was here in Texas. Because I actually, we lived in Texas for a while. That's where we had our last baby. We had, so we have a Texas baby. You know, we did that right. And uh, one of my kids was on that cell phone. You know, I said, hey, put that up. Disobey me. Put that cell phone up. And I forget. She goes, this is mine. I did a quick little calculation. I'm pretty sure I'm paying for that minutes and data and plan. So I just reached back there, grabbed it, snapped and half rolled on the window, threw it out. <laughs> Kept driving. I, I know it's bad for the environment, but it gave road workers job security. <laughs> Victor Marx is around here. I told my kids, hey, as far as me and my house, we want to serve the Lord. We're not great at perfection, but we are good at going the right direction. It doesn't have to look pretty, but it's, we're going to just try to honor God. I told my kids, don't play any filthy music. Remember when music went from kind of fun and then innocuous into really profane lyrics where it had to have explicitives and don't, you know, warning labels? Now, look how far we've gone. I mean, at the Grammys, they're honoring Cardi B for nasty music and saying, but Dr. Seuss, we can't allow where is our country gone? We're so upside down. And that's a frown. Green Higgs and am. I am. I am. You don't want to even want me to start reciting Cardi B lyrics. And yet Christian kids and people naming the name of Christ are listening to that junk. Starts in our home. Parents, you're not to be your kid's best friend. They got best friends. You need to be a parent. And you look them squarely in the eye and say, look, you don't even have to agree with me, but you got to trust me. I'm trying to help build your moral warehouse because you're going to need it in this very treacherous world. And you can't just tell your kids, no, no, no. You got to tell them the why, why, why. If you listen to this, if you partake of this, you're going to program your mind and it goes against what the word of God says. Now, I'm not a legalist in any way, 
But boy, I do have a standard. And people talk about, well, we have to have unity. I go, I, I don't have to have unity with anybody if it causes compromise. I can just simply disagree. And people are like, well, you got to work with people who I said, if they don't believe in the standard of truth, where can I go with it? So an example, I came home probably earlier than I should have. My kids weren't expecting me. And I walked in. They had a bunch of friends, high schoolers up in the game room area with a big boom box that I had bought. And they are blaring, F-bombing craziness. And I remember walking in, heard it. I've learned it's better not to react, but to respond. And I tell you what, I've, it's easier to respond better even in combative situations when ISIS is shooting at you because it matters. Everything matters. So you're responding well. But you get around your kids, you react, you know, you're like, ah! Take a breath, respond. So I walked up the stairs. I walked into the big game room. They were all like, I said, yeah, that's, that's not going to work. I calmly walked over and grabbed the box that I bought, unplugged it from the wall that was providing electricity that I pay. I walked down my stairs of the house I'm paying for into my front yard that I mow and actually have paid in the deed. It's in my name and the boss at Applesauce. I put it down, went in the little work shed, came out, poured gas on it. Backed up. And you know how plastic burns? It was good, and it was a good one. I mean, my kids came running down. They're all at the front door. No, Mom, Dad's going crazy again. And then she mumbled like, he don't have to go. He's already there and should have listened to him. And, uh, and while my kids are just freaking out going, this is so embarrassing. These, our friends are going to think he's nuts. What were their friends doing? Your dad is so cool. That's crazy, man. He is burning that. We like him. I was like, I burn stuff all the time. Bring me yours. I, you know, kids need parents, not friends right now. This world is pulling at them so hard. And the battle's in the mind. Hey, teenagers, listen to me. Young people, listen to me. If there's one piece of advice I can give you all, especially during the teenage years, trust your parents, especially when you disagree with them. You're not going to agree with them all the time. If you do, it's kind of weird. You've been brainwashed and parents, good on you, but it's going to be a hard life because they're going to stay in your basement forever and ever. <laughs> no, listen, kids, trust your parents. They've made it through the minefield of life. This is a hard life. And remember I said the enemy is out to destroy you? Teenagers, the enemy is out to destroy you. What's one thing we always kind of link to teenage years? Rebellion. Teenage rebellion. Do you know that's what the evil one did? He rebelled against God. He is after teenagers. He's after kids. It's more than just hormones. It's a demonic scheme to destroy your life. 
I'll give you an example. Here in Texas, my wife and I, we, we reached, there were years we reached every kid who's been incarcerated in the state of Texas. Went to all the juvenile facilities. We've handwritten thousands of kids who wrote us. Heck, y'all, Texas Youth Commission made us volunteer of the year because we were just, oh, my gosh. But there was one facility we went to, all-girls facility. I'll never forget going in there, a group of teenage girls, and I'm going to lead them in a little Bible study. And they were hard. These were, like, really tough girls. They were like, mm. And uh, I'm used to tough my first experience going into a juvenile facility, I was nervous, and somebody invited me. This was in Colorado, and I'll come back to the girl, but man, I walked in there. There were 75 kids sitting on the concrete floor looking at me like this. What are you going to talk about, white wonder bread? <laughs> that, that was just the girls, and I was like, oh, tough crowd. I was so nervous. The guy told me, well, do your martial arts thing, because I have a martial arts background. We taught martial arts for years. I hold a world record as the fastest gun that's on. You can see it online, blah, blah, blah. But I'm going to do my little thing. So I had a guy hold two pencils in his hand and one in his mouth. I took out the nunchucks, and I swung and knocked out the first one. Boom, knock out the second one. I went to knock out the third one. It didn't turn out the way I wanted it. Overshot it, hit him on his chin, and split him open. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can check out more of the work we're doing around the world at victormarks.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all linked in the show notes. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. We're always encouraged to hear from you. Thanks for spending your time with us. Until next time.